All right. Um, again, we look forward to the challenge of playing the 49ers. We know they're a good football team and um, be an exciting game, I think, for the fans. Uh, two good teams playing each other. I know uh, the city of Kansas City is um, on fire right now with excitement. And, uh, and then we appreciate all the support we've had down here from our, from our fans. And likewise, the way you guys have handled yourselves as a media, we appreciate that and the support there. So um, we'll, we'll finish up today with a good practice and, and then tomorrow um, with another good one. Tidy up the red zone a little bit tomorrow and then uh, we'll be ready for, uh, uh, ready for our mock game and then ready for Sunday. So anyways, with that time, yours. Coach, back left here. Uh, have you got a general sense of the support for you personally? There's been a lot written. Your players have talked a lot about this, about with your longevity in the league, the number of the amount of success you've had in the regular season to win one for Andy. Yeah, no, listen, I'm humbled by it. Um, I, very humbled by it. I mean, I've got great guys here, um, friends likewise around the league, been doing a long time, so I appreciate that. But this game's not – this is about – this team, and, um, and, and so uh, the guys that have worked so hard to get where they're at right now, the players, the coaches, it's about the organization. And um, you'd love to say it's a one-man, that's not what this is. It's a team, it's a team effort even getting to this position. So it's not about one person at all. Um, and... And right now my complete focus is on making sure that we as coaches do a good job and as players do a good job uh, in, this, in the Super Bowl. Hi, Andy. How you doing? So speaking of team, we saw you week 11 and the defense was still working to come together. Can you give us some perspective on the challenges of completely revamping a defense from coordinator to coaches to new players and kind of what that takes and how you stay the course? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, in Bob Sutton's own way, he has a piece of this too. So he, he, uh, he those coaches built a nice foundation for us. Um, and then Spags came in with, uh, with this new coaching staff that we have on the defensive side and, um, and really upped it, um, along with Brett Veach, bringing in a handful of new players uh, that, that really fit into what Spags is get, trying to get done there. Um, the, the guys have bought into what Steve has asked them uh, to do, and, uh, and they've done it even during the tough times. So they, they stuck together knowing that, listen, if we just stay with the process that down the road, will be better and um, and and they saw they saw small increments I mean tiny increments early of improvement and then it kind of took off so out of where they're playing good football right now coach how you doing um, gotcha. you, you've been an advocate of Eric being a, being a head coach and you certainly said he's ready why do you think teams so many teams have passed on, on him the past two years and uh, how different his role from Doug and Matt before him um, his role is the same as what Doug and Matt had. Um, so he's a, he's a coordinator. He runs the meetings and, 
does does all the stuff that coordinators do uh, with game plans and so on. So he um, um, and then he's the one that signals, calls the plays into the. He's in communication with the quarterbacks. He's in every quarterback meeting. All that, all the stuff that the other guys did, he did. So um, the I, I don't know the answer. I mean, every owner. Um, has the option of hiring who they want to hire and who they think will be best fit for their organization. Um, I'm very partial to Eric because I know how good he is. I'm with him every day. Um, I appreciate him more every day. I had him as a player and now as a coach, and uh, and so I've watched him grow in the profession. And um, he he's somebody that an owner would never have to worry about. Um, you can just turn it over to him and let him let him go. Just let him be Eric Bieniemy, and uh, he'll lead your football team uh, into greatness. So, good morning, coach. Good morning. Uh, my name is Richard Farago from Sport TV Hungary. Uh, since last year's AFC Championship game, you have uh, a slow start on three consecutive playoff games trailing by 14, 24, and 10 points. What could be the reason, and how do you try to solve this problem on Sunday? Yeah, so um, it's hard on the heart. You don't want too many of those. So I'm working on that. Uh, so that we, we, that's not the position we want to be in. Um, but if we're there, then uh, we, we know how to take care of it and, and work through it. I've got good guys that stick together, good locker room, good coaches. So... They'll stick together and, and fix those problems if they arise. So, but that's not our objective. We're not we're not giving points away. That's not what we're we're trying to do. Yeah. Right here, Andy. Uh, like many coaches, you've had to make sacrifices when it comes to your family. Has it gotten any easier in Kansas City now that there aren't maybe as many time constraints as you shift from dad mode into Gramps mode? <laughs> yeah. No, I've got these nine grandkids. Uh, um, it was worth all the headaches of the, the other ones, you know, getting them where they're at. But um, they're, the, those nine grandkids are awesome. So they keep you young um, and at the same time make you feel old. It's, it's kind of like sweet and sour pork. <coughs> where am Coach, I, Saran? Where are you? Right, right. Coach, oh. uh, I know you're talking about putting the defense together, and, and one of the guys that really came along midseason was Mike Pennell. Uh, it's not a name that anyone's really talking about, yep. but he really worked inside. Did you have the kind of idea that he would make the impact that he's made on the inside when you guys, and what were the discussions like when you brought him in in season? Yeah, so he's another Kansas City kid. We've got a couple of Kansas City kids, and he's one of them. Um, he uh, went to a smaller college, had an opportunity to get in the National Football League. We were able to pick him up, and, um, and he brings great energy. He's got great personality. And uh, and then he's a big guy, like really big. And so uh, to be able to plug him in there in the middle has been a real plus for us. Um, helps us in the run game, uh, and his attitude is top notch. I really I, I like the kid as a as a human being, and and also what he does on the field. Hey, coach, your last stop before reaching the NFL was at Missouri as the O-line coach. I was wondering if you could reflect on your time there and what you took from Columbia into the league with you. Yeah, no, I love my time in, in Columbia. Um, the University of Missouri, I hold close to my heart, man. That's a great place. Uh, 
they, um, you know, we weren't as good as we wanted to be, but we were on the rise uh, when, when I was there and um, had a chance to play Eric Bieniemy and that Colorado team, and they cheated. So, <laughs> so it took them five downs to beat us. Yeah, so I remind them of that often. But um, what a what a great opportunity though it was uh, working for Bob Stull there, and um, and getting to know the people of Columbia. I mean, it was a great place, great stop. Hey, Andy. Uh, I remember three years ago you told us, look, Alex is our, is our guy, but wait until you see this kid. So from three years ago to, to now, just how ha- you were in love with him then. How has Patrick just kind of evolved and continued to just uh, to grow? Yeah, and you've been right there. I mean, you've done a lot of our games, so you know that uh, um, he, he's, a, he's a great kid. First of all, and so you're getting a guy, a kid that grew up in a locker room, so he's got a feel for that. He um, understands the the leadership role that he's been been asked to or put in by position, and uh, how important that is. And he's got that innate ability to uh, to lead. So um, you just you give him a little guideline on that, and he takes it and goes. I'm not sure he doesn't have a photographic memory because he can. He, you give it something to him one time, and and I don't know how to measure that, but uh, you give him something one time, and he takes it and runs with it, and he doesn't forget. He uh, he he. We throw a lot of verbiage at him for these plays that we run uh, every week, and he's able to make the other ones evaporate and put the new ones in, and and uh, uh, you know without any flaw. So it's. Um, He's, he's special that way. And then it, he, he's got great vision on the field, so he can see, and, um, and which becomes important for quarterbacks, and, and in particular the way he does things. So he's, he, he utilizes all his receivers. And, um, and I always tell the guys, I said, there's, not a, there's never a dead route. We don't, there's no clearing routes or this. Everybody's alive. Because of his vision, he, he he'll see you and shoot you, and you you better be ready. So, but I like the way he goes about his business, and, and he he still has plenty of room to grow, which is exciting. Hi, coach. Uh, seeing the last year's game against the 49ers, uh, week three, if you if you go back, you see that they were very tough, and they were very. Uh, I mean, the the the, the final uh, result was 37-24, but. Uh, If you see the game, it was very close until the injury of Garoppolo. Uh, is that make you so nervous, or do you think it's going to be a hard? Yeah, no, listen, I respect the heck out of them. Um, I think Jimmy, they, they decided they've been running the ball here, but Jimmy, if you really look at his quarterback ratings, his percentages, um, all the statistical uh, facts about him, You see that he's he's a heck of a quarterback throwing the football. So um, you've got to when you come in to play the 49ers, you better be ready to play a complete game uh, in the run and pass game, and you better be ready to do it for four quarters. And uh, um, so that that's uh, that's how we're preparing. And um, but uh, you know I we love the challenge. So it's not about being nervous. It's about loving the opportunity to play against a great team in a great setting. 
and that, that's why we do this. So that's the exciting part of it. Good morning, Coach. Hi. Um, with Pat having won MVP last season and it's expected on Saturday that Lamar Jackson will win it, do you get the sense that there is a generational shift at the position with two really young guys having won? And is there anything notable about if Lamar wins, it'll be back-to-back black quarterbacks? Yeah, so I, first of all, I think it's great for the NFL with the young quarterbacks in the league. Um, I mean, I think it's you got those old guys that are that are still kicking, man. They're doing a, doing a heck of a job in their 40s there, so uh, which hasn't happened very often. Now you bring this influx of young quarterbacks, and they're all different, right? They're all different, and so um, I, I think it's great. I think it even goes back further than that, though. I think if you go back to the college game right now. It's so exciting. They're, they're spreading the field out. These guys are throwing the football when they come in uh, to the National Football League. And you probably backed it up another step. They're doing that in, at, the college, at the high school level. So um, football's in a good place for throwing the ball. And color aside, right, color aside, is, yeah, I think it's just great. I think it's great to, for the game. And uh, um, it, it's exciting. So... Um, I, the, the league is in, in good hands here with these guys, and they're good guys, too. I mean, they're good people, and uh, that's, that's excellent for this game. Hey, Coach, I'd like to ask you about um, the process that went into discovering Duvernay Tardif coming out of McGill in 2014 and where his story and his um, intelligence ranks in the players you've coached over the years. Yeah, Larry Tardif, yeah. yeah. So um, we were able to evaluate him in the all-star games and then some of the tape that he had from McGill. Um, Larry obviously is French-Canadian, um, English being a second language, and he still doesn't have all the words down. Uh, so he'll ask us questions, you know, uh, and it, it makes everybody laugh. But I tell the guys, don't laugh too hard because he might be doing surgery on you one day. <laughs> so he, uh, he, he might have the last laugh. Um, He's a, he's a talented, talented human being, very intelligent, uh, loves to play the game, big, strong. Uh, we're fortunate to have him uh, with us. 